Welcome to the Adventure Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Emma-Jane Fry, and after 10 years on the road, I know how hard it can be to stay fit and healthy when you're traveling. This podcast is all about how to stay fit and healthy wherever you are in the world, so let's get going. This month's theme is fitness, fun, and friendships, and whether you travel for work, business, or pleasure, I know firsthand how hard it can be to stay motivated to keep up a fitness routine when your geographical location is constantly changing. Relying on willpower alone doesn't work in the long run, so if you would love to get fit this year stay motivated and keep yourself accountable to reaching your goals then you need a fitness event to focus on it makes getting up at 5am in the smallest hotel room in the world to work out seem so much more worth it from a 5k walk for charity to the world's toughest mother when you start looking there are plenty of fun fitness based events that you can do alone or with friends which leads me to this week's podcast meet darth vader darth regularly runs multiple races each weekend but it hasn't always been easy After an amputation in 2017, his strength, endurance and motivation were all put to the test. Darth shows us what's possible when you truly commit, so let's dive in. Hi Darth, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk fitness, fun and friendships with you today. So let's start with you. Let us know a little bit about where you're from, where you live now and your background and where you currently are, because I know they can all be different things. Of course, I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, upstate New York, and I currently live in Canandaigua, New York, which is about 25 minutes southeast of Rochester. So I live within the surrounding area that I grew up in. Okay. Now, as we continue, I would like to introduce everybody to your full name which we know is Darth Vader and just I'm sure everybody will be interested to know the backstory behind the name because when I emailed you initially I was also a little bit unsure as to you know should I call should I call him Darth or Darth Vader and obviously it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting you know to know the backstory behind that so if you don't mind just sharing that quickly. No of course you know I, I grew up in uh, foster care my whole life I uh, grew up in eight different foster homes and, and went to 13 different schools and um, so I really didn't have like a um, like that name heritage or that family lineage of you know carrying that name on through my, you know, through, you know, my generation and into my children and, and what have you. So, you know, to me, it was a pretty easy um, decision and uh, to have a little fun with it as well. So, you know, I felt no pressure in changing my name. So, so it's actually legally changed. Is that what you did? You legally changed your name? It's, it's legally yeah. changed. It's on my social security card, yeah, and yeah, yeah. driver's license. <laughs> now I have been talking over the last kind of week or two weeks to my listeners and and, you know, some of my clients as well about fitness events and having a fitness event to focus on because I know from being on the road so much, trying to keep up a fitness routine is really, really hard. And having something to focus on is that kind of, it's definitely that key to just staying motivated. So I'd love to know how you got into doing fitness events and, you know, the benefits of, of having a fitness goal to focus on, you know, from your perspective. Absolutely. I think, you know, personally myself, and of course, you know, everybody is different. Everybody has different fitness goals. Everybody has different ideas of what they should and should not do, how much, how little to train, rest, 
push themselves and everything. And I think, you know, cumulative over, over the years in, uh, you definitely learn to find your pattern and what works best for you. Cause I think everybody pretty much takes a little bit from everybody and try to incorporate it into their own without even, you know, knowing everything, you know, cause I'm still learning myself. So to me, it's very important to continuously evolve with my training as well as, uh, constantly changing my goals. So what kind of fitness events are you doing? Well, this past year, 2017, I participated in eight triathlons and 22 Tough Mudders and 25 half marathons and about a handful of other 5K to 15K races. Did you, did you end the year feeling absolutely exhausted or did you end the year feeling really, really energized? Well, to be very honest with you, <laughs> uh, the year prior to that in 2016, I ran 25 Tough Mudders and 40 half marathons in one year. So I really didn't have the opportunity to rest and recover um, as much as I wanted to leading into 2017 because I had to have my leg amputation surgery scheduled. So I participated in like the second week of December and then three weeks after my uh, my last event of the year, I ended up having uh, my leg amputated uh, January 4th, 2017. So, that, so did you run 2017 with a prosthetic limb? Yes, I did. And I also participated in multiple events um, prior to um, getting my my prosthetic um, leg as well. So um, five weeks after I had my leg amputated, um, I participated in my first event, which was a triathlon. And so it was very difficult, of course, because Obviously, I never ran, swam, or biked with one leg before, so it was completely, completely just out of out of space for me. <laughs> it was just something that I just couldn't even conceive. But for me personally, I enjoyed the challenge of it, and and I really felt like I needed to kind of put a stamp on for what I was going to do for year 2017 uh, after I got my leg amputated. So prior to getting my prosthetic, um, I would do anything that I could to get by um, at the run portion, whether it was wheelchair, crutches, hopping, a little bit of, you know, two of the three options, uh, whatever it took to get through that event. That is absolutely incredible. And I love these real life stories because it shows all of us, myself included, what is actually possible. That's really, really incredible. Why did the amputation actually have to take place? When did it take place? Why? Why did why did it oh, actually? Why? Yeah. Well, I had gone. I had ended up injuring it um, over uh, 22 years ago, and in a in a sporting um, incident after um, after I got the Marine Corps, and you know, fast forward up to amputation surgery. I within that time, I ended up having nine different surgeries and procedures, nerve blocks and different types of, you know, procedures that would try to help alleviate and kind of correct, you know, the initial injury. And of course, you know, some of them, you know, maybe acutely helped, but overall, you know, the chronic pain had never left. So it, I finally just kind of came to the decision and it was easy to make that decision because of 20 plus years of surgeries and being in pain to finally make that decision of having uh, my leg amputated. Wow, that's amazing. And then you did all of those events, obviously, last year after the, you know, after the surgery actually took place. Now, I interviewed, as you know, Will last week, and we were speaking a little bit about having fitness events to, to focus on. And I think we all have our own fears. Everybody 
everybody you know out there has fears about doing some kind of events but when I did some research because I specifically work with travel travelers and people that travel either you know for business or pleasure it can be a bit more complicated trying to commit to an event when your geographical yeah. location is constantly changing so I found a, I found three actually I found three different events that are very kind of international you can do them anywhere in the world and actually that's in I'll link the, that blog post down below but one of them I found specifically was the Tough Mudder and you know that there are locations all over the world you can rock up on your own or you can you know you can make a team and what I'm finding Darth is that the Tough Mudder has this really really incredible community because I've spoken to one or two people and, and already people are putting me in contact with other people so what's your experience of it? Sure I mean my, my experience other than team sports that I had played you know getting in the the cardio conditioning, you know, type of races that I was doing prior to Tough Mudder, you know, those are, are, you know, solo races, you know, half marathons, triathlons, full marathons, um, even 5Ks. There's really no teamwork other than the occasional, you know, encouraging comment or pat on the back is you're passing somebody or someone's passing you. So like this team oriented kind of organic entity that, you know, Tough Mudder brings to the table was something that I was really blown away with from the very, very beginning. The kind of camaraderie is really, really interesting. And I have to say at this point, I'm not affiliated with Tough Mudder in any way at all, but I've had a couple of people now asking me about it. Um, and it just, it just looks really, really interesting. So if people out there are looking to commit to a fitness event, now you've been doing this, you know, for quite a long time now, and you've had, obviously because of the amputation, you know, added complexities to committing to those fitness goals. So what would you say, what are your top three tips for getting started if people like the idea of, you know, committing to some kind of fitness event and working towards it? What steps should they take? Well, sure. I mean, that's a great question. And I think, again, to, you know, kind of reiterate, everybody's kind of different and everybody has their own pace. Whereas for me, instant, you know, I'm like, the, like, I'm all about just jumping in instantly and, you know, getting to work immediately and, you know, setting, you know, super, you know, high goals for myself and really working hard at, 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 at uh, achieving those. So for me, you know, it's really about setting, you know, yourself in the beginning, you know, maybe like a few events, you know, that are peppered throughout the calendar year. Events that are close by, maybe some 5Ks, you know, even maybe a mile fun run. But really, it's about, yeah. you know, committing yourself to, you know, the mindset, you know, to me is, is you know, the number one key is making sure that, you know, you're ready to commit emotionally and mentally to, you know, what you're about to, to endure. And you're never really fully prepared until you're going through it. So it's really about, honestly, it's, it's smart training. Um, you know, having a safe, simple and sustainable diet that's going to help you, you know, not only through your training, but also through your events and really kind of like letting your ego, you know, go to the wayside and, and ask for help and ask for advice and ask for people's opinions, because that's the best way that you're really going to learn and get kind of a jump start on a lot of, you know, different training techniques and training routines, as well as what to expect at certain events. It's always nice to talk to somebody that has been there so you can kind of kind of avoid those pitfalls that maybe they made the first, you know, time that they did the event themselves. That's such good advice. I specifically like the last, the last one that you just said about kind of overcoming ego and just asking for help. That is such 
it's such a good point. And that is a lesson that I have learned myself the hard way. You know, it's just thinking that I can do everything on my own and, you know, not asking for help. And you can just shorten your timeline of, you know, of growth and learning so much by reaching out and actually getting help and advice. It's incredible, isn't it? So do you work with a personal trainer yourself? At this point right now, I do all my training um, by myself. Um, I'm self-motivated. I have routine And of course, my workout routine is much, much different than the average person because of the fact that I'm participating in in half marathons virtually every weekend, sometimes, you know, multiple half marathons in a weekend and, you know, multiple tough mutters in a weekend. So, you know, when it comes to Monday, you know, Monday is is my rest day (laughs) and it's really hard to do anything Friday before an event because you don't want to overdo it. So a lot of it is, you know, maintaining, you know, that sustainable uh, meal plan and diet plan throughout the week. And that also goes with a sustainable training program, more working on and focusing on, you know, uh, swimming, lower impact, uh, working on maybe a lot of upper body work, some core training to give your legs that rest, but also you know, allowing your body to still not only recuperate, but also train um, concurrently while you're resting as well. That must be an amazing feeling on Monday morning, knowing that you've just done a couple of tough mudders over the weekend. Yes, it is. It's, it, and it's difficult, you know, for, you know, there's, there's a, a solid core group of, you know, individuals like myself that really, you know, to do the amount of tough mudders that we do every um, every year where we're doing 20, 25 plus tough mutters a year, you really have to open up your travel radius. And that means, you know, sometimes you're leaving at midnight to drive eight hours and then jumping immediately onto the course. And whether that's doing a tough mutter or a half marathon and then, you know, doing another event the next day and then turn around and driving back home and then going to work on Monday, <laughs> you know, so people really want to know, like, my keys to success and how I'm able to get all these events. And a lot of it really is, you know, wear and tear on your vehicle, <laughs> sleeping <laughs> in your vehicle, lack of sleep. And, you know, in, in order to put yourself in that position and situation, you really do have to open up your travel radius, you know, cause I can't afford to fly to every event. So it's much more yeah. cost effective to, to drive. So, you know, driving to these events, I sacrifice a lot. You know, I don't go to the bars. I don't do any of those type of social, you know, activities. My social activities is on the course, is with my friends. That's my bar. So yeah, absolutely. No, I can resonate with that. And I think you, like you just said, you know, there is a lot of almost personal development, you know, that goes with doing this kind of thing and doing it to the level that you're doing it. And you know, in the in the January kind of blog post I just published, actually, one of Jim Ron's videos. And the video is called, I think it's actually called Why Not? And I think that is just such a wonderful question to ask ourselves, you know, why not? Why not run three Tough Mudders in a weekend? Why not? Why not to running 20 fitness events this year? Why not? And I think a a lot of we become our own enemy. Now, of course, there's, you know, other reasons, whether it's family commitments, whether it's financial, whether it's travel, but there's that also ties in with your training. And a lot of it is we kind of self-sabotage ourselves when it comes to not only the events, but also training as well. And then, and, and like you, like you asked, you know, it's why not, why not push yourself? And to me, 
you know, I have a lot of friends who get caught up in the ego game of, of racing. And most of it is the road races with half and full marathons because, you know, they feel that they're not prepared enough. And to me, you know, truly giving it your honest best is, is what it's really about and not just sabotaging yourself and not participating because you don't think you're going to PR that weekend or that particular race. Ego can be really tricky and it can really sabotage people. And there's something that I learned and it took me definitely all of my twenties and the first half of my thirties. And I try as best I can to do something every day that surpasses ego, if that makes sense. So for me, pride, pride and ego. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important to, you have to, everybody has to find what that is. For me, I would say it's probably literally just a quick 10, 15 minute yoga practice in the morning, but that is my time. And that is my activity that helps me surpass ego on a daily basis. And it's, it's really, really, really important. So I'm glad that you brought that up. We just have time for the lightning round. So you just have Sounds to good. fill in the blanks. Um, my favorite of book. I'll do my best. Yeah, that's all right. My favorite book, tool, or resource is. That's a great question, and I've been asked that a lot of times. And I really don't have a favorite book. It's probably because I train too much and I sleep too much. So <laughs> I'm going to pass on the book part. <laughs> sure. Any any tools or resources? Do you have like a specific tool that helps you stay, you know, with your training or helps you stay motivated? I'm always forward thinking. Um, I'm, there's never, ever a finish line. You know, it's, it's always the pursuit of, even though I'm concentrating on the immediate, you know, training day or the, the next event, like my, there's really no off season. So for me, even if there, I don't have events for two months, for instance, to me, that's when the training really begins. So there's really no off season. I'm always just just short of you know um, that brass ring, I'll always, and that's my motivation. And, and I look at it in a way that it um, doesn't discourage me, you know, because I know that I'm doing it for a purpose. I try to stay always a few steps, you know, you know, on top of what my goals are, and then um, and then not be okay. discouraged by that. Okay. The best advice I ever received was to never quit and to never give up. And, and just to elaborate a little bit, you know, there's, there's been times that I've wanted to quit. There's been times that, that there's tears running down my eyes because I was in too much pain and the race was too long and I just didn't feel like I had it anymore. And, you know, I would reflect back on that race and I was, I would, and I told myself, I'm glad I didn't quit because I would always hold that against myself that I, yeah. that I didn't finish or I didn't give it my best. Best purchase for under $100. Shoes, sneakers. <laughs> are they special sneakers like magic sneakers or something <laughs> well I have, a, I have a i have a magic leg but that's about thirty five thousand dollars but yeah, that, um, that's not under a hundred dollars but um it's to me the 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 most um is really the shoes your your footwear you know yeah. that really carries you not only in your rest days but your races and everything else to me that's honestly like i invest a lot into the comfort of um, my foot that I have now. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. And the last question is, do you, do you have a favorite quote? Absolutely. Never be defined by your circumstance or situation and allow your hard work to define that for you. And it's real. And and to me, I, I thank you. I, I try to hold that like 
to, you know, just weave that into the fabric of my life that you can't allow anything to stop you and to, you know, you know, have you like shortchange your, your goals and your ideals and how you treat people. And it's those intangibles that you can't touch that you can utilize and use for tools you know, to keep you motivated and, and stay dedicated and be disciplined to, you know, the ultimate, you know, goal that you have for a race or an event or being a, a great parent, good friend is um, don't allow misfortunes in your life to really, you know, define who you are because we're all I, better than that. I love that one. Now, you are in upstate New York. Is that right? Correct. If somebody is um, passing through the area, do you? Is what are the best kind of health and fitness-based activities for somebody to do? Well, where I live, I mean, skiing is great. And, yeah, I'm about 20, 25 minutes from a ski resort as well as cross-country trails, I love the snowshoe. Um, I love to put my headlamp on and just do some night shuffling and some some little bit of night running. To me, that motivates me because it, it it puts it in the sense that, you know, uh, training never stops. And while people are sleeping, you're still putting work in, you know, and I enjoy that quiet alone time as well. Absolutely. Lovely. I will leave all the links and information in the show notes. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, do you have a website? Look me up on Facebook. And uh, it's under Darth Vader and I have an Instagram, which is Darth Vader verified. Yeah. So all underscores between the, the names. So, yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening to the Adventure Cafe podcast. If you want more, then I would love to see you over in the Adventure Cafe community for daily health and fitness tips, real life stories and behind the scenes action. Just head over to my website, www.emmajanefry.com to get your invite and I'll see you over there. Just before you go, don't forget to head over to iTunes, leave a review and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode.